What is up, buddy? Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of On the Body with my good friend Matt Huber. Matt, how are you, buddy? Good. This is a this is this the bonus episode? This is the bonus episode. Uh, we discussed going over the games, but we decided that it wasn't going to make sense to do that because there's games tonight and there's games uh, tomorrow, and I believe there's a game on Monday too. Yep. So, I'll tell you what. I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm watching this mesquite game right now, and I'm watching it on mute just because their audio is terrible. But mesquite looks really good, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I think I think we saw mesquite winning winning this game because yeah. I mean they took a lot of guys from Dallas, so. Yep. A lot of the firepower that was in Dallas last season is now with Mesquite. Uh, the cam, the video, and the audio are a little suspect, but yeah, I mean, it's their first game, so I'm sure they'll iron it out. Hopefully, I don't even think there's a score overlay on the screen. So. There's no score overlay. There's no play-by-play, but it's yeah. the first game, so. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, and the funny thing is, it's funny that you mentioned that we picked the ski to win this game because I, both of us picked an upset and both of our upsets lost. Yep. So, I mean, it's, I'll be honest with you, I know we, we weren't going to discuss games, but I'll be honest. Rochester has a lot of work to do. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, I mean that in the best way possible. I really do, but it's just, it's. I believe in the last two games, if I looked at the final score tonight, what was it? It was eleven to three. I believe, correct? Twelve. It was. It was twelve to three. So you're looking at in the first two games. They have given up 21 goals. Yeah. I mean, I know it's your first uh, season back in the MASL, but that, defensively, that is not good. It's yeah. really not. Yeah, and, and I, I think you're not going to see that big of a goal differential towards the end of the season. I mean... no. And, I, and it's funny because so- Soccer Sam mentioned this on a show today. He he wanted the, the two games against Canada to be kind of like warm-up games to get them ready for the season, to get them ready for the MASL. Yeah. That didn't happen. And then what do you get out of the gate? You get a back-to-back against, I mean, one of the favorites to win the MASL championship in Utica. And then you're playing an experienced team in Harrisburg the next night. Well, it's not only that, but you know, it, it's kind of funny because I was listening to Nick Massos tonight. And he said, "Imagine looking at your schedule and you have to play Milwaukee the first game of the season, and you know, watching that game last night in St. Louis, I thought personally, St. Louis outplayed Milwaukee in the first probably half of the game, and then." 
Milwaukee does, but they always do, and they they took it to another level. They really did. And oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I was I was driving most most of the uh, the time the St. Louis Milwaukee game was going on. So by the time I got home, it was a seven to two final. So I had to go back and watch a little bit of it. Well, like all of these all of these games, I'm probably going to end up watching tonight yeah. and tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, not tonight. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Uh, tomorrow and Monday, right? And then um, I'll have I'll have more of an opinion on. Oh on yeah, the, yeah, the games. yeah. So what I wanted to do is just go up and down each conference and buy or sell each team. So if you think they're gonna do well, you're gonna buy them. If you think they're gonna do absolutely horrible or not very well, you sell them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go. So you want to start with the Eastern, since that's what we're both comfortable with. That's fine. All right, who do you want to start with? Pick a team. Pick a team. I don't care. Well, let's start out with your defending MASL champion, Milwaukee Wings. Okay. Um, For me, of course, I'm going to buy them. I'd be absolutely silly not to buy them. I think the only reason that they might have a little bit of a drop-off is because of the loss of Josh Lemos in net. But I'll be honest with you, after watching Rafa last night, we're going to miss that much. I mean, of course, you lose something when you lose a guy like Rafa. I mean, excuse me, like Josh, but Looking at the way Rafa played last night, he played really well. And I know that's not going to hold up all season because that was one of the reasons we went out and got Zabalos. But, you know, I, I just look at it and I, I have to buy this team. You you still have Ian Bennett. You still have Max Ferdinand. You're going to have Robert Renault. You're going to have Andre Haynes. I mean, how do you go wrong with that roster? You can't. There's no way. Okay. So, before I give you my answer, I'm I'm going to change it up a little bit. Because I, I think everyone knows what our... I, 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 maybe they don't know about which teams we like, which teams we don't. So, right. I came up... Since, since you're the Milwaukee Wave guy, I came up with... I just thought of this off the top of my head. So, buy or sell Rafa Diaz finishing in the top five in wins. I'm buying it. I, yeah. I, I am completely buying it, and I'll tell you why. He, he looks like he's going to have a really good season. I mean, granted, it's your first game of the season, you know, you're still working on kinks. Rafa has always had a problem with, does he have endurance to go the length of a season? And I mean, we've discussed this before. This isn't a year where you're going to see all one goalkeeper just play an entire season. It's just not going to happen. And 
So for me, I'm buying it just because I think defensively, Milwaukee's really good, and I think Ralph is going to make the save when he needs to. So I think that's definitely a buy. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I, I think yes, you're gonna see two more of a two goalie system in the MASL. Um, unfortunately, we kind of saw it start happening tonight in Rochester, and I hope yeah. the, the, the goalkeeper for Rochester is okay. Um, but I, I think you're going to see more, like with Boris Pardo and uh, Diego Ariaga, uh, yes. Andrew Coughlin, Matt Perella. Um, yeah. You're going to see Limos or Rafa Diaz and. Zabios or Maddie Isold or, or whoever. Um, but with that being said, I still think he will finish probably like fourth or fifth in wins. I agree. And you, okay. know, and you know what's really interesting about the whole Josh Lemos injury thing is that I don't think a lot of people realize that he's going to be out for the year because if you listen to both of the announcers in St. Louis and in Kansas City, they they seem to think that he's coming back. But from what I understand, I, I don't think that's at all possible. I don't think there's any chance whatsoever that he comes back this season. Yeah, there's, there's probably not a chance of that happening. But... That being said, if there's anyone in this league that could come back from that type of injury that quick, it's Josh Lemos. I mean, oh, yeah. Played, and I mean, he played with a bad back in the playoffs a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah. I mean, he unbreakable pretty much. So it wouldn't surprise me if he No, it back. would not surprise me either. You are. But I <laughs> All right, name a team. Uh, Baltimore. You know, it's Danny Kelly, it's David Beskill, it's most of the roster that we saw last year, and we know where they ended up. So, for me, I, I got to buy Baltimore as much as it pains me, because I don't want to buy Baltimore. Um, I think that, you know, they have the pieces to make yet another run just like they always do and I think I think they will um, I think it'll be more challenging for them because you know you're dealing with one conference instead of one division but I think they'll be right there like they always are now let me ask you this okay. Josh Lebos is out for the season so therefore buy or sell William Benzella, goalkeeper of the year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell that. Uh, I, I will sell that with every. I will, I will sell my house. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he is one of the greatest goalkeepers I've ever seen. But I think there are goalies in this league that are better. Um, I completely agree. I mean, Boris Pardo. And it's going to sound crazy, but I think you're seeing an um, emergence of Andrew Coughlin. 
I mean, he stood on his head in the game against Baltimore. He played really well last night in Rochester. Yeah. Um, you know, call me crazy, but I think one of the contenders is going to be Paulo from St. Louis. I think the guy is amazing. And by the way, he's the first goalie of the year to score a goal this year. Congratulations to him. Um, you know, I, I look at him and he he's your typical food cell player, right? He's a goalkeeper that's good with his feet. So, you know, I think you'll see St. Louis, if they're down in games like they were tonight, I think you'll see a lot of that where, you know, they don't even put in a six attacker. They just use Paulo. And, you know, I think it'll work out really well for them. So I would not be surprised if, if St. Louis is able to turn around the season that they've had so far and kind of make a run. And Paulo is a big part of that. I think you got to put him in there as well. I, um, I, I think, I mean, if you were to ask me right now who I think would be in the running for goalie of the year, I mean, it's a short, as of right now, yeah, not, there are teams that haven't even played yet. But right. if, you were to, if you were to ask me right now, I mean, it's got to be Boris Pardo. It's got to be Chris Toth. Granted, he hasn't played yet this season, but yeah. um, it, it's got to be Andrew Coughlin. It, it's got to be William Benzella. I mean, those those four right there, I think. Well, and I think with, with those four guys, you kind of know what you're going to get. It's not, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to get from this guy. It's, I know this guy is going to stand on his head every single night. That's just all four of those guys are guys that I I would take in a heartbeat. You know, I I would if somebody said to me, "Hey, you know, you you have a chance to bring in Andrew Coughlin to Milwaukee," I'd be like, "Hey, let's go." You know? No, but you can't have him because he's with Utica. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just using example. Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm just saying, like I said, you know what you're getting with those guys. You know that, you know, they're not going to give up many silly goals. You know that they're going to make the same for what they need to. And ultimately, they're going to keep your team in the game at the end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 I sell William Vanzella now. And it's going to come back and bite me because he's going to come back in the playoffs and just be lights out like he yep. normally is. So, yep. But as of right now, I'm selling that. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. All right, who's next? You, you, you pick. No, this is on you. I'll give you opinions. You can just name teams. I'll, I'll talk about them. Okay, a- so... Let's go. Let's go, Florida. Oh, this is a hard one. This is a hard one for me because uh, obviously they got the win in their first game. Obviously, 
on paper they look like one of the deadliest teams in the MASL just because of people that they brought in. But again, it's a question of are they going to gel the way that they need to gel to compete for a spot in the playoffs come, you know, March or whatever it is. You know, and my thing is this. My thing is I I questioned whether or not we're going to see them get to that level. So, and with the level of competition that they have, it's going to be really difficult for me to say that they're going to be able to make a run at a title. Um, I'm going to buy them just because I can't see another team beating them out from that last spot in the the playoffs, but do I think they're going to make a run at a championship? No, I don't. Okay, so with that being said, I completely agree with you. I'm buying Florida for now. Okay, so my question then is, Gordy Gerson will finish as the team leader in goals. Um, wow. <laughs> That's a good one. You know what? I I might have to buy that. I might have to buy that with his level of scoring ability and his IQ of the game. I, I might have to buy that. Okay. Well, the reason why I asked this is I was pretty sure you were going to buy it. Because now I'm going to sell that. And here's why. I think Ricardo Carvalho is going to be the team leader in goals. That's a good second choice. And not to mention, you have guys like Stinson as well. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot of guys to choose from. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of playmakers on that team. I just see when I watched Ricardo in Harrisburg, he was there at the right place at the right time a lot of the time, and I absolutely, see, and I could see like maybe Gordy Gerson kicking it and it goes off a post and. Ricardo's like right there and he just taps it in or whatever. To put it in. Yeah. I mean that that those are the type of goals that I think Florida is gonna score a lot of because I think a lot of their style of play is going to be, hey, let's get the ball on net and get ready for get ready for a rebound because we know it's going to be there. Right. Absolutely. You know, that's just the way it is. Yep. All right, so we're both buying Florida reluctantly. Yeah, and and we're both buying Baltimore reluctantly. Although, yeah, I will I will sell their playoff chances. They're not they're not going to get out of the first round. But okay. All right. Um, how about why don't we talk about Utica? I mean, Uh well, here's the thing. I mean. You said it best before. Utica is one of the favorites to win the MASL championship. And to be honest with you, looking at their first two games, 
I don't see anything less than that. You know, I think they have a really good shot to win the MASL championship. So I will 1 million percent buy Utica City. Okay. Do I think think they will actually win the MASL championship? No, because they will lose to Milwaukee in the playoffs. We'll we'll see about that one. But then again, I I could be a little biased. (laughs) You know? I could also be a little biased. Okay, so my question about Utica City is the following. Will Utica City finally get over the dreaded hump that is the Baltimore Blast? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Providing providing that they play the way that they have in the first three games, I don't see why not. I mean, yes, they lost one to, to Baltimore in the first two games of the season, but that was in Baltimore, and it was a one-goal game, and then they went to Utica and beat them by three, so I I, I definitely see Utica being able to beat Baltimore in the playoffs. Now, you, you know Baltimore, they always find a way to win, so I say that with an asterisk on it, because it's Baltimore. They always find a way to win games. Right. Uh, and it's a Danny Kelly coach team. It's a David Nesco coach team. You got guys like Peruzzi. You got guys like Dos Santos who are coming back. You got guys that can score. You got guys that can defend. You got a great goalkeeper. They have recipes to prove us wrong. Do I think they'll prove Utica City wrong? No. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, I'm gonna buy Utica, um, and I absolutely 100. I mean, after watching the first three games, you're missing. The, the funny thing is, you're still missing Diego Zuniga, and they were missing Liam Callahan yesterday. So yeah. you add you add those two guys in, and. I think Utica's issue last year in the playoffs was the fact they were injured. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of guys had had to step up. This year, I think there's a lot of guys that that took the place of, of some of the other guys that were on the roster last season. So Moises Gonzalez. I, I think that's yeah. that's a huge acquisition. Odua Obasi hasn't lost a step. That's monumental. That that's a that's a monumental signing. Right. And it's funny, I I don't know if I mentioned the story last or Tuesday, but about Tommy Tanner? Yes, you did. He he mentioned, he said, without Obasi. I don't know if we would be able to win the championship. And yeah. I completely agree. I think Obasi is that missing piece. No, I do too. I do too. Because Utica has been close, right? They've been close 
They haven't been able to beat Baltimore, and that's always been the Achilles' heel to what is UCFC. So you add in a guy like Mbappé, and I think I think they get over that hump. Now, do I think it'll be a runaway series in the playoffs? No, I I think that it'll probably go down to the mini game like it always does. Well, no, I take that back because it's the best of three now. So, but I so yeah, I I think if if you had no one injured, if you had all teams at hundred percent strength, I will take Utica City and run with them. Right. So that's that's how I feel but, about that. But we all know. But we all know that injuries happen fairly easily in this game. So the idea that every team in this league is going to go the whole season without an injury is oh, first of all. Yeah, absolutely. All, I mean, look at Josh Lamos, you know. Yeah. This is a so. quick side note. I, I wanted to ask you this because I genuinely thought that you might know. But, um... So I was listening to Nick Mathos during the, the Kansas City game, and he mentioned that Anthony Grant was no longer with the Comet. What happened to him? I honestly don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Um, maybe he's focusing more on his music career. Because that, that I know. I know he was thought, big into yeah. that, but. Yeah, I was completely shocked to see he was still inactive. So I don't know if he's going to be coming back or if he's just taking some time off. Or did you also find it interesting that Alex Mati- or I'm sorry, uh, I don't know his first name, but Matingu was the bench coach tonight. Yeah, Alan Matingu. I mean that. I, I think you're going to see, like, different Comets players be bench coach or, like, an assistant coach because yeah. I would imagine Matingu's probably hurt. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what Brian Perez is doing these days, but he would be a great assistant coach. I mean, I know he yeah. retired, but I think he'd be a great assistant coach. Were you surprised that Ellis did not come back? Who? Uh, Ellis. Oh, Kevin Ellis? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, 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 it surprised me because, I mean, he was such a huge impact for that team and yeah. kind of one of the reasons why Kansas City made the playoffs last year. Well, and the interesting thing is, the interesting thing is that you know, all indications pointed to him coming back. So I was really, really surprised that he decided not to come back. Well, I mean, there's there's always room for uh, people being signed in the middle of the season. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Utica did that um, with Mauricio Salas. Um, well, no. But at the same time, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. 
I mean, with with the way Utica is set up right now, I I don't think. I really want to turn on the soccer screen, but I'm afraid I'm going to end the broadcast if I do, so I won't. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, well, what we can do, what we could do, how about this? Why don't we do buy or sell for the Eastern Conference? Yeah, let's do that. And let's then. And then if there's another, if there's 10 plays on this one, maybe we could do the Western Conference. That's fine with me. So let's go to Kansas City since we were talking about that. Okay. Um, for me, I, you know, looking at the way they played tonight, and I don't know if it's just because St. Louis was tired from playing last night, but... Looking at how well they played last night, and you know, yes, they lost against Cal Express, but they also played well in that game too. They they didn't capitalize on some chances that I thought they should have, and they could have easily won that game. So, I am actually going to buy the Kansas City Comets. Okay, I am going to disagree with you. A little bit. I, I'm going to sell them. Like, okay. I, I don't think I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, so that's why I'm selling them. But I'm kind of buying into Leo Gibson as a coach. Now, he. I mean, yeah. We we know that they lost to Turlock Cal in California, and it wasn't really a shock. Like, I, I had a sneaking suspicion that it was going to happen. But what does he do? He turns it around, and the Comets look pretty impressive for most of that game against St. Louis tonight. No, absolutely. But again, again, it goes back to, did they look absolutely impressive because they Louis had tired legs from playing Milwaukee last night, or... Did they look impressive because they made adjustments and, you know, they played well as a team? Or third option, it's a little bit of both. I think, I think it's a little both. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's both. And, and I kind of, I was talking to uh, some of the, the people from Utica City. And they were saying, like, it was a blowout, like, five to one. I'm like, St. Louis is going to come back. And, and they did. And, they did. Yeah. and it's, it's a good coach that settles the team down and says, we need to finish this game. And, well, and I'll be honest with you, I just, a lot of it has to do with you're bringing in a lot of guys on both sides that's, it's kind of a tale of two teams, right? Because Kansas City has a lot of guys from Kansas City, a lot of guys from Missouri, whereas St. Louis has a lot of guys from South America. And, and you know, for those guys in St. Louis, they played really well the first half yesterday. They fell apart the second half. Tonight, they played really well the first half, they fell apart in the second half. So, that's just something that Everton's going to have to iron out a little bit. 
and I think he will as the season goes on. But in terms of the comments, I I completely buy into them. I think you might actually be wrong if they play the way they did tonight and they continue to get these young new guys to get acclimated to each other and, you know, get used to the game and they start to produce on a regular basis. I think Kansas City is right there for that fourth spot in the playoffs. Yeah, I could see, I mean, we haven't really seen, I mean, a good good body of work from Orlando yet or, I mean, we've seen St. Yeah. Louis. We've, we've seen a couple games from Kansas City. So it's that five, six, seven spot. And even Harrisburg. I'll throw Harrisburg in there too. Like yeah, they I mean, yeah, they won twelve to three against Rochester, but what's gonna happen next Sunday? Like, so we, well, we need to kinda see it a little further, but I could definitely right. see Kansas City well, being like that fifth spot. And you know, when we were doing our season three do I said to you, I completely buy into everything that Pat Healy has done. I I really do. I I think that he has done a tremendous job, and you know, Harrisburg is one of those teams. Okay, they finished mid-table last year, but you know, it's one of those things where it's okay. Let's try to get a little bit better this season, and then see what happens going forward. Do I think? They'll make the playoffs? No, I don't. But do I think they're going to put a quality campaign together? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I don't... They might win one or two more games than they did last season. Um, I think it's going to be a progressive, like, improvement over the next few years. But, like, with the likes of Milwaukee and the likes of Baltimore and Utica, and, I mean, you're playing these teams night in and night out. So, the level of talent, it's it's night and day. I mean... Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Okay. You're absolutely right. And that's, that's what it boils down to, is that, you know, are you able to produce talent that is going to keep up with the Baltimore's and the Milwaukee's and the Utica's and I, I I think they will but I think it's going to take a while I think if you ask any team in this league they'll say yeah we, we can improve year after year and I think if you're a coach and you're not trying to do something what are you doing right. you know it's yeah. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. All right. So, my question on Kansas City. We're going to go back to Kansas City. Okay. Okay. So, as you know, uh, Mark Zaxby has not played a game yet this season. And his replacement, I think his name is Hammerski. Steven Hammerski, maybe? Something like that? Okay. Yes. Hammerski will play more games this season than Zaxby. I completely agree. I would not be surprised if 
I completely buy that. I should say. I, I would not be surprised if they end up trading Mark Saxby. I don't think because, I, I don't, because okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I, I watched Hamburgski play tonight, and he has all the intangibles that you want for a goalkeeper. You know, he he makes the save when he needs to. His his footwork is absolutely amazing. His distributions are completely amazing. I mean, the guy has everything that you could possibly want in in a goalkeeper. So if I'm Kansas City, I think, yeah, we have a great tandem in Hammerski and in um, that's me. But the thing is that you know, I look at it in terms of who would I rather have? Who's going to give me the best result? And keep in mind that Saxby still has two more games remaining in his suspension. So does he? I thought it was. I thought it was just two. That's what I just said. He still has two more games. Right. I thought it was just. I thought it was just two games. No, it's a three-game suspension. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is the thing. You're going to see... Well, actually, it was a four-game suspension. I'm sorry. Um, so, you're going to see... Uh, uh, Hammersky in net two, two more times. If he does well in those two games... My dilemma as Kansas City becomes, do I put in the guy that's just coming back, or do I put in the guy that potentially got me to a 3 and one record in the first four games? Yeah. I mean, that's... so I, I buy into your question. I really do. Okay. I, I buy it as well. Um, but, they're not going to trade him because I think he's a part of like the Kansas City organization itself. He's like a director of yes, and something like that. So I think you're going to see him be more in that role and, and kind of like an emergency backup keeper. And if you really want to get technical, Hammersky is technically part of the Wichita Wings organization. So, if there ever becomes a chance that Wichita comes back to the MASL, I highly doubt that Wichita's going to say to Kansas City, okay, you know what, you can have them. You know, then... Well, I mean, if, if Wichita is part of the M2 right now, Wichita could team up with Kansas City and do what Muskegon and Milwaukee are doing. And what Rochester and Utica did last season. So Hammersby yeah. might play both M2 and the MASL. It's very possible, yes. Yeah. Okay. So right, let's that? see. Utica, Baltimore, Florida, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Kansas City. All right. We'll talk. We only have. We only have- Three more left. All right. We'll start with St. Louis. You know, 
it's hard with St. Louis because I watched them play the first two games and I said to myself, you know, they did not play bad. Yeah, they they lost by five to Milwaukee at home, but but it's Milwaukee, you know. Milwaukee has that ability to take things to the next level anytime they want, and they did. I mean, you had Ian Bennett, who, who you know, had two goals and, assist, and an assist, and you had Max, who produced as well. So, you know, by the way, I look like a genius for my fantasy picks. You did. But, I mean, the, the games are still going on, so we'll see what, what happens on Monday. Or Tuesday. I mean, I, Tuesday, for that matter. I mean, I I think that, you know, St. Louis, they have a lot of new talent that Everton brought in, and it's going to be a case of, okay, we're going to get used to each other as the season goes on. My problem is with bringing in a bunch of talent, and I talked about this a lot with Florida, is are they going to be able to jump together the way that they need to in a relatively quick fashion? Because let's be honest, by the fourth or fifth or sixth game, you kind of have to be in mid-season form because you're close to the midway point of the season at that time. So... So, you know, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, St. Louis played well, but do I think they're going to be a consistent team? And so for that reason, I have to sell St. Louis. I mean, they're not good at the power play. They're not good at the penalty kill. Again, do I think those things are going to get better? Yeah, I do. But for right now... I am selling the St. Louis ambush. Okay. So, as I'm thinking of a question, I'm going to agree with you, but I think you're going to see a lot of improvements from now until the end of the season coming from St. Louis. Now, we saw it last, we saw it last night, they hung with Milwaukee for three quarters. Okay. And yes. I, I think if St. Louis were to have put in the effort in that fourth quarter, it would have been a lot closer. Maybe like a 3 2 game or a 4 3 game or something like that. Well, uh, well, I see, I don't know if I agree with that because I think, yes, part of it goes into the fact that, okay, we know we play tomorrow. I understand that, but at the same time, I I just said it a couple minutes ago, I think Milwaukee is one of those teams that they can turn it on when they need to, so I don't think the scoreline was a matter of St. Louis not going into that extra year, I think it was just Milwaukee finally saying, hey, we... We uh, maybe we underestimated this St. Louis team a little bit, and now we have to play the game. And I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's just 
Yeah, no, I'm here. Hello? Matthew? Oh, wait, you're almost there. Oh, yeah, how about now? Yeah, yeah, now you're here. Yeah, you're here. Okay, cool. Okay, so with, with St. Louis... They, they have unraveled a little bit in the fourth quarter. I mean, they, they gave up a couple power play goals. They yeah. they just didn't didn't seem themselves. And if they had, like, take those away, and then it's a 5-2 to two game. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think you saw St., what St. Louis could do, but they can't do it for four quarters. Oh, no. And you saw it tonight. At least not right now. Yeah. You saw tonight, they started out slow, and then they started, they made it a game in the, the second half. So if yeah. you were to take the first half from last night's game and the second half from tonight's game, you're, you're looking at a decent St. Louis team. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And like I said to you, in the beginning, before we even started this whole day, I said, you know, St. Louis played really well in that first half um, last night. In fact, they were winning at the end of the first half. Right. So, they played really well. Tonight, they had a horrible first half. It was 5-1 to one at the end of the first half. But here they come the second half, but by then, unfortunately, it's too little too late. And, you know, unfortunately, Kansas City scores a goal, and, you know, I thought that goal was questionable because I thought there was a foul committed, but they didn't call it. So the the goal stood, and, you know, at that point, it was just too difficult for St. Louis to come back because it's a three goal game again. Right. So so I I buy into the fact that, you know, I think St. Louis is going to get better as time goes on, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere that we think it is. Or, you know, maybe people in St. Louis think that it could be I don't think they're a playoff team. Um you know, if I had to choose between them and Kansas City, I would take Kansas City to make the playoffs over St. Louis. Oh, yeah. But again, we're two games in, into the season, so... Right. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah, and, and with... Unfortunately for St. Louis, the uh, breakup of Canada immensely affects their schedule. Oh, yeah. Instead, uh, I'll ask you this. A little trivia for you. So instead of St. Louis going to Canada, do you know who they are going to end up playing? I do not. But I do know that three out of their next five games are at home. Right. Well, um, they get the luxury of playing their two home games, okay? Um, but they get Oh, to... wait, yes, I do. They play They play Tacoma. No, no. 
Well, no, oh. I think they played Tacoma once, but no, they play Utica. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they play Utica, and I think it's on a Friday and then a Sunday. Wow. In St. Louis. So, instead of them playing Utica once this season, they get them three times. Hey, there's a road trip for you, Maddie. I'm already, I told you, I'm already planning a road trip right now. Um, I'm going, I think I'm going to Dallas. Nice. Yeah, so we'll, we might have to do uh, something from uh, while I'm in Dallas. Absolutely. All right. Okay, so we've got two more teams. Yep. Well, let, let's just get let, let's get Harrisburg out of the way. Uh, I, I'm selling Harrisburg. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think Harrisburg is going to be a team that grows, but it's going to take a while, right? It's going to be one of those things that you see over the course of maybe two, three years. Maybe we're competitive again, but as far as this season, no, I I don't see that happening. I agree with you. Uh, this season, Harrisburg, but in the next couple of years, it would not surprise me if Harrisburg ended up being a playoff contender. Oh, absolutely. I I completely agree with you. I think I think Pat Healy is going to continue to lure people from Baltimore. Because he did that with El D. Oliveira. And yeah. I could see him bringing in maybe like an Andrew Hoxie or yeah. one of those guys. So No, I agree with you. So as of right now, I'm going to sell Harrisburg. And then in two years, I'm I'm I'll I'll buy into it. But right now I, yeah, I, no, I, I don't see it. I agree with you. I, I do. I think like any team that's going from the bottom to the top, you got to do it slowly. You can't do it all at once. Right. Unless your name is Florida, then, then you try to do it all at once. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't think Harrisburg is at that level right now, but like you said, I think they could very well be at that level in the next two or three years. And if you think about it, it's a brilliant strategy by Pat Healy to bring in guys from Baltimore because he knows them, he's played with a lot of them, he knows what they can do. So it's a brilliant strategy to do it the way that he's doing it. Right. Okay, so... We'll, we'll both assume... I'm going to assume you're going to sell Rochester. Yeah, I mean... Okay. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna sell Rochester as well. I, I will say this about Rochester, right? I think it's very difficult. And we spoke about this before. I think it's extremely difficult to go from M2 
to MASL, regular MASL, only because of the fact that, you know, the level of talent just isn't the same. And that's no disrespect to M2. I love what they do. I love the fact that it gives other players a chance to play, but it's just, it's not the same level. And I think that, you know, if you look at the first two games that Rochester has played, they've scored four goals in two games, and they've given up literally 21 goals. Yep. So, so, if you can't score goals, and you're giving up a boatload of goals, it's not a recipe for success. But again, like I've said, for a lot of these teams, it's the first two games of the season. Do I think that these guys will come together and, and write the ship a little bit? Yes. Do I think there's going to be a dramatic change? No, I still think they finish at the bottom of the conference. I, I, I don't, I don't see any other team in the Eastern Conference being in that bottom spot. Right, I, I completely agree with you. And I mean, being at the being at the game last night, I, I saw a team that was struggling to like not grasp the game because they're they're very talented. I mean a a lot of those guys have some sort of indoor experience. But putting it together, putting it together is different. So and and I mentioned this earlier, how if Rochester had Canada the first couple of games, that would have given them a little bit of like experience going into the game against Utica. Instead, they were just thrown in the deep end. Right. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't had the chance to watch the game from tonight. But the game from last night, the best way that I could describe the style of play from the Lancers is it was a very frantic uh, style of play of soccer. They were very frantic. When they got the ball, they didn't know what to do with it when. When they got the ball, they didn't realize how quick Utica was to step in front of them. You know, they... Utica's very good at stepping in front of the ball, right? So, that was something that Rochester had a very difficult time adjusting to. And, And that game was over before the second half even started. So, you know, they gave up five goals, I believe it was, in the first half. Yep. And, you know, the the first two goals were in the first three minutes of the game. Granted, they they got it back to two to one. And I'll be honest with you, the goal they scored was a pretty clever goal. I mean, it was a nice little flick. But, you know, it's just, they don't, like you said, they don't know how to put it all together and create a flowing type of soccer, right? They don't know 
how to get the ball from one end of the field to the other. Right. Uh, and they don't know how to move the ball quickly enough to where it doesn't get taken away from them. And like I said, I from what I saw at halftime tonight, it was seven to one. So, I yeah, I, from from what I saw last night, from what I saw tonight, I, I watched a little bit of the game. Um, and they had, they were running into the same mistakes. Yeah, um, there were there were a few in the in the second half. They didn't do this as much, but in the first half, they gave up a lot of rebounds. Oh yeah, and Utica Utica took advantage of it, and their their defense in the in the box it, it was not existent. No, and, yeah, and it, you it saw was... yeah you saw the first half. Utica would shoot at the net. It would be a rebound. Oh yeah, easy tap it. Their first easy goal. Happens. Their first goal that they scored was exactly that. The goalie, oh. the goalie makes a diving save, but nobody's there to clear his lines, and it's an easy tap it. So. Yep. And you saw that throughout the first half of that game. And then you saw that in the first half of tonight's game. In the second half yeah. of last night's game, uh, I mean, there were rockets. I mean, Utica yeah. was just uh, Moises Gonzalez. Yeah, I mean, Moises, Moises is somebody that he just, he was on a whole other level. He yep. really was. Yeah, and he was out in the fourth quarter. He, yep. he, was, he was playing hurt. <laughs> I had talked to yep. him couple weeks ago and he told me he was playing hurt so I mean score your four goals and then rest of the fourth quarter I mean look, um, I'll be honest with you like I said I think this is a group that will come together I think this is a group that will play, play a better brand of soccer whether that translates to more wins throughout the course of the season I can't exactly say that only because the level of competition that you're facing, it's just too much for you at this point. So if I'm Rochester, my goal right now is to create a better brand of soccer for ourselves. Make sure that we play the game as a team and make sure we organize as a unit. And if they do that, I think you're going to see games that have better results. Again, I don't think it translates to wins, but I think if you can at least create a better brand of soccer for yourself and you can learn the intangibles of the game, then it's going to make games at least a little closer. And let's be honest, if you can keep games close, you give yourself a chance to win games. Absolutely. One interesting kick off a board can lead to an easy yeah. goal and it, yeah. it can turn into, yeah. Um, and who better than to, to coach the team than Doug Miller? I mean, I know Doug, yeah. I've watched him play. He's a legend in Rochester. No, he so, is. I mean, he's, he's going to he's gonna write the ship, but it's going to take a while. Oh, so. it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, if there's any uh, if there's any team that's going to be a work in progress, it's going to be Rochester. I mean, 
credit to Sam for bringing them back to MSL action. You know, I feel like this is where they should be. But it's going to take time to be competitive again, especially when you're looking up at teams like Milwaukee, Baltimore, Utica. You know, the list goes on and on. I would even say that St. Louis could probably beat them at this point. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a long road. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I got to tell you, hats off to Soccer Sam. I mean, what what he did in Rochester last night was, was great. I can't wait to go back. Um, I'm actually going next. Well, I, I might be going to the game, the other game against Utica. And then I'm taking Hannah to the Florida-Rochester game. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So... I can't wait to go back. It's a great experience there. So but, be, I let me ask you this: okay. Do you think this year's Rochester is the equivalent to St. Louis a couple of years ago, where they could, quite frankly, only win one game? I mean, if you remember correctly, it was only a couple of years ago that uh, St. Louis finished. I believe it was. What was it? One in twenty or two in nineteen or something like that? I don't. That's tough. I mean, it. I. I don't. I don't want it to happen. Um, but. Um, you know what scares me though is it could happen. It could. It, it absolutely could. Um, but I am going to hold out hope. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say three. Three wins. I I say Rochester. Unfortunately, I say Rochester gets maybe one or two wins. I can tell you that this Rochester team is better than teams that I've seen before with, with those records, like the St. Louis Ambush or right. the Pennsylvania Roar from years ago. Yeah. Um, okay, so I never asked you a question on any of these teams. So I will ask this: Do you see St. Louis, Harrisburg, or Rochester beating Milwaukee, Utica, or Baltimore at all this season? Um, that's interesting because um. Wow, that's a great question. Um, I'll be honest with you, if I had to take any one of those teams beating any one of those other teams, I would say St. Louis could probably beat Milwaukee on a good day. Um, I, But that would be probably the only... Only time I would say that would happen. I think, I think St. Louis has the capability of beating Milwaukee. I I don't think they would beat Utica. I don't think they would beat Baltimore, but I think they play well against Milwaukee. So, so you're buying it. I mean, very, very, very reluctantly. Yes, I okay. I buy that. 
Okay. I I am gonna buy it as well. I'm buying as well. Um, but I think it's gonna be Harrisburg. Um, if if you remember last season, both Utica and Baltimore went into Harrisburg back to back nights, and Harrisburg won both games. That is true. So I could see because these three teams have played each other a lot. So they know each other very, very well. So I could see Harrisburg beating Baltimore once. I don't see Harrisburg beating Utica because Utica is just top to bottom a lot better than they were last season. Yeah. I think Baltimore is pretty much the same team. And you've got Pat Healy as your coach for Harrisburg. So he kind of knows a little bit something about the blast. So I think Harrisburg has the capability of beating Baltimore. So let me ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot for one last question. Okay. Milwaukee repeats as champions in the 2020 season. I sell it. This, no. I'm going to sell it. Are you going to say Utica wins the title? I am going to say Milwaukee is not going to win. I mean, you could look many different places as to where the Ron Newman Cup could go. It could go to Milwaukee. I mean, there's... if, If you were to ask me right now who I think would win the Ron Newman Cup, I mean, from we haven't seen how Ontario plays, so I, I can't really give you my opinion on Ontario. Right, right. On on paper, they look fantastic. But well, you so, could, so you, could Florida, say, so. you could say there's three teams in the East and three teams in the West. You look I at can, you look at I San, San Diego, Ontario, Monterey. You look at Baltimore, Milwaukee, Utica. Like, so let me ask you. Okay, this is part B of this question. Okay. If Josh Lemos doesn't get injured, does your opinion change? Yes. Yes, okay. it does. It does. Yeah. No, I, I, you know what? I'm completely. I'm buying into the fact that Milwaukee does not win the championship this year and it pains me to say that because I love them yeah but realistically I don't think they will be a championship quality or caliber team without Dodgley most and that's nothing against Rafa Diaz nothing at all right but I just it's just it's not the same it's really not and who knows, for all we know, this Zamalo's kid could be really good. And, you know, we have one of the best goalkeeper tenders in the league. We don't know yet. But it, it's, I, I would say if I had to make a prediction right here, right now, if I had to make my prediction, I say the final is going to go between Utica City and... Ontario. Yeah, and that's and that's 
probably where I would go as well. Like, San Diego is definitely going to be a front runner. And Monterey, I mean, they, I think they're going to fly under a lot of people's radars this year. And no, I, I, I think they like it. I think they, I, it's funny because I was talking to, uh, one of the guys on the MASL page and he mentioned to the head coach of Monterey how I think they're going to win like 14 or 15 games and he came back and the coach came back and said we plan on winning all 24 of them I mean I think that's a little optimistic it's a little optimistic but I mean that, that mentality like, people are doubting Monterey because it was oh, all about Frank Tayu. You know and, what? And they're I, showing, I, they're know showing what? that without Frank Tayu, they're doing just fine. You know what? It's not that I doubt Monterey because I don't doubt Monterey. I just think that if you put them up against a team like Ontario, that Ontario was better thing to do with losing Frank Tyu because quite frankly, I watched them play without Frank Tyu and they were fine. Yep. They were absolutely fine. It has it has zero to do with the loss of Frank Tyu. My whole thing is if you put if you put Monterey up against a team like Ontario, I think Ontario wins. And that's that's the bottom line. I, I think that Ontario is the better team. I think I think Ma- Monterey could beat San Diego if it comes down to that. I, I oh, really absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. The only team that is going to get in the way of Monterey is going to be Ontario. And that is going to be the team that I predict beats Monterey in the Western Conference. I'm sorry, yeah, the Western Conference Finals. Because I I think it's going to be Monterey and Ontario in the Western Conference Finals, and I think Ontario wins the series. So that's, that's, I mean, a, complete, that's a complete possibility. I mean, like like we've said, we've been saying this the entire episode. We're we're two games in. So yeah, absolutely. We could always we could always say like at this point, such and such. But I mean, but, say like it halfway through the season, our our opinions oh, no, are completely and, different, and, you know. And I was just gonna say that I plan, I plan on doing this exact same with you again in the middle of the season to see if our opinions change. Yep. But I mean, if you were if if you were to ask me right now, I I would say the front runners right now are. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to sound like a complete homer, but at the same time, I mean, after watching a lot of these games this year, I, I think Utica is going to put everything together and it's going to click at the right time. And I I think they're going to take over and I think they're going to beat San Diego. I hope so. That's uh, that's that's for, my prediction I'll be, right I, now. I I love San Diego, I do, but I just I don't think they're a championship quality caliber team. I, I don't 
I think that, you know, they have a bunch of talent. They have guys up and down that roster, but the problem is they don't play together. And if you're on, if you have basically an all-star roster, but you don't put that chemistry together, it doesn't matter if you have all the greatest players in the league on your team. You know, if you can't put it all together, chemistry what? It means nothing. Yeah. So. Well, well, well I'm, I'm sure you and I will have this conversation for <laughs> a while, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hey, man, I'm going to go catch the rest of that San Diego game, speaking of San Diego, and. Like you said, if we get 10 plays on this, we'll go on to the Western Conference. And even if we don't, we could do it that way if that's what you want to do. I know that sometime next week after, probably after Tuesday, I'm going to go through all the games and give analysis and we. We could do we could do picks for the next week and yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do it on Tuesday because there are games on Wednesday. Tuesday so. might Tuesday might be a little rough for me because I um that's my first high school game so oh, nice. yeah yeah we um we kick off at five my time so. Well, we can, I mean, even if we could do it Monday or... Yeah, no, we could definitely do it Monday. And if we have to, we can kind of, you know, if we have to backtrack a little bit, we can do that too, you know. um, Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm just saying, I think Tuesday might be not a good day for me just because we open up my season for high school, so... Um, I won't be available till late that night, and by the time I'm done, you'll probably be asleep. So true. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, buddy, you take it easy. Thanks so much for being on with me again, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, we will. Take care. All right, bud. See you later.